So fuck's sake. siblings who have quite a few resentments and we're here to share them with you. No one else is fucking doing it. I don't want, actually, you know what? Today I'm out. I've got a resentment against myself. I reckon everyone in that school is back in. Yeah. You don't need to put the effort into actually changing yourself <laughs> for the better. I cannot stand the man. That's the, the only time I've ever felt like a man. They're corrupt people. Am I going to get a disease from this microphone? Um, I don't know, actually. You might, you might be. You I don't think now, I'm sick or? anymore. I mean, I still have some sickness, but I think um, at the start of last week, I just was shitting like black, black stuff. So it's graduated from blood blood to black stuff. Yeah, so I think like that's that's the the sign that it's kind of flushing my system out now. That's what I'm that's taking. That's great. As. That's great. Um, and my tongue no longer has lacerations on it. So, well, that's good <laughs> so news. I'm getting better, guys. That's good news. Um, I want you to look around this room and see if you notice anything out of the ordinary. No. Look at all the the benches, the countertops. I, I don't notice anything out of the ordinary. You're not even looking properly, though. Look at what's on every single tabletop shelf. All tops of things. I can't fucking see anything. What is it? There's something in this room that's out of the ordinary. Well, I'm sure this is riveting content for <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> there's something on the thing. Yeah, there's something... Oh, it's like, I, I really hate it. I spy. I always feel All like right. I'm going to be out of All it. right. All right. All right. It? It's over there. Oh, there's some sort of penis. <laughs> yeah. There's a vibrator. Yes. Why, is there, why have you got a vibrator out? Because I'm getting rid of it. Really? Yep. So uh, that vibrator got given to me 12 when I was 18 by a man I was dating for one month. Oof, that guy's a fucking so, creep. So that was 13, nearly 15 years ago. I got given a vibrator and I've been using that bad boy for that long. And I thought, you know what? It's time. They just made things better in those days. <laughs> <laughs> like that is, that is some, some good craftsmanship it's still, it's to still, make a vibrator. I mean, that's some quite complex machine. Well, I looked, I looked up that thing and that, I think at the time it was worth about $200. Like really? He went, he went big. Yeah, was this one of your like sugar daddies from back in the day? I was like <laughs> ten years older than you. No, this guy was actually my age, and he was such a wet blanket. He left his wallet. We went to the movies, and he left his wallet at home. I had to pay for his movie ticket, and I think I've already told you this story, but I don't think I've shared it on the pod. You, do you remember that advert on the move in the films, um, in the cinemas that used to say it was about um, uh, pirating, pirating movies, and it was like you wouldn't steal yeah, a bike. You wouldn't steal your mate's car and then this guy i will never forget this one of my worst dates he said to every single one i would i would oh my god i would yeah that was big when that ad came out everyone thought that was hilarious to just say i would yeah yeah so that was his thing and 
he so I don't know why, but it really irked me that he he lost he, he forgot his wallet, so I had to pay for his movies. That really pissed me off. But he bought me a vibrator, and I don't know why. I don't know if it was a some fantasy thing, but I did, what a waste of money. How old were you? Eighteen. Um, is it the guy I'm thinking of? No, <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> ben just did a did did a um. Did, Mimed a big nose because apparently he thought it was someone that I had with a big nose. No, he, he that guy, this guy particularly, he was either after or before him, um, and I didn't really date. I would dating's a strong word. I, I didn't even have sex with this guy. I literally went on two or three dates and um, and we 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 made out, but I was not attracted to him at all. Really, what was the pretense for buying you the vibrator then? Oh, I think we. We'll, I think he, I was talking about vibrators probably trying to impress him with some vibrator talk and he thought oh well i'll buy him one and he bought me one and i've been using it ever since yeah i mean he really and it's still working and you know what's made me want to go is you know that freak that we covered early episodes who called me up and asked me all those sexual questions about what vibrators i use and wanted me to do the cam girling yeah yeah he asked me what vibrator i use and i said that it had batteries and he said that that they, they were dinosaurs and that now they charge at the wall Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, you know what, it still works. It's done good, but I thought I'm going to throw that out. And so I've left it there to remind me to throw it out. And I'm going to do like a thank you for your service and throw it in the bin. Are you going to get a new one now? Oh, yeah. I'm getting a new one. Oh, okay. I thought I thought this was like a symbolic thing of I'm saying goodbye to to that form of sexuality. No. Or really any form of sexuality because you've, you've hung up the boots sexually, haven't you? No. I See, been, I thought I I've thought you were asexual. I've already told you. Now. I don't want to talk about my sexuality on this pod. Why do you keep bringing it up? I've told you this is personal. You're a fucking vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> it's hardly a big stretch to talk about your sexuality. No, I'm still happy with the vibs. I don't use it very much, but I do like a vibrator in my life. All right. Well, I think every woman enjoys a bit of a vibe. Everyone needs a vibe. I mean, even men sometimes. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but let me tell you something because this this is really just really just serendipitous that you've brought this to my attention because it was only seven days ago that I had um, I had drinks with an old friend and and she I don't really know why she was telling me about women's pleasure items so um so well I guess I shouldn't mention her name but uh, you can email us in if you uh, want to tell us how we got on, onto that topic but she's found a new product that it has been raved about on many an internet forum can you tell me who what it is <laughs> and it is called the Satisfier Pro 2 <laughs> So, um, and this, and I'm googling so, it right now. So, one story I'll give you. This okay. is this is one endorsement story. One one girl had a um, was using the Satisfier Pro, and at the same time was was using a uh, a glass dildo kind of thing. Yeah. And the Satisfier Pro had led her to have such an intense climax that she she shot the glass dildo across the room and it shattered her TV screen. <laughs> That's how intense this Satisfier Pro is. Oh, my God. So, we're talking okay, about I'm good read workmanship. Just what women, women want. A love toy designed for quicker, more intense and multiple orgasms with its oval head, innovative vacuum, what? Technology and touch-free massage effect. The Satisfier Pro 2 provides an extra dose of pleasure. Simply place the oval head on the clitoris, situating the head comfortably in the hollow part. Mm-hmm. Shit. Mm-hmm. After finding the ideal position, the love toy doesn't need to be moved again. This love toy has 11 levels of intensity to choose from by pressing the larger oval button. And this friend said, 
There's 11 levels in intensity. She said she's got the product. She used it, loved it, but can't even get past level three. That's how powerful this thing is. Okay, this thing, 4.7 out of five stars. Let's read a review. Heard so much about it, so I had high expectations, but it definitely lived up to it. Just in a couple of minutes, dot, dot, dot. I think every woman needs on. Guys, you'll have to level up. Mm-hmm. This is from, that's from Lorena. Mm-hmm. Frana, thanks, Femplay. It's not about what I like. It's all about her. This does me out of a job. <laughs> oh, this is from a guy. It's not about what I like. It's all about her. Dot, dot, dot. This does me out of a job. Dot, dot, that dot. That sucks. But I ordered it for her anyway. Dot, dot, dot. I will enjoy dating. my own alone time. Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> while she, while <laughs> this guy's very dramatic. Well, no, it's true. He's written it like each line. It's each line. He's yeah, done yeah. line breaks. <laughs> yeah. Then, then it ends. I will enjoy my own alone, my own alone time. Dot dot dot. While she enjoys hers. Dot dot dot. <laughs> That's a good relationship. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> then then I'll read you, rooms. and then I'll read you. I'll read you another one. Five out of five. Samantha Cole. I cried because it's changed my life. Oh. Okay, real talk. I never write reviews, but it was reviews I read that led to purchase this mystical device and now I feel like I have to share to encourage others. I have always had a, an incredible difficult time reaching completion. Sometimes it can take my, me hours with high-tech vibes and even there's no guarantees then. In top of what it is already a difficult thing for me, I've also on some meds that kill sex drive. This is my story. My partner and I are year five of our relationship. It's been always been a source of frustration and guilt that my participation is done solely for him as I can hand on one hand, on one hand the amount of times I've come in five years. I've tried so many different things and was at the this end of my... This is novel. I, I have tried so many different things and was at the end of my emotional rope thinking I'm going to be participating in sex I don't enjoy. Wrap it up. <laughs> Through no fault of his skill or effort for the rest of my life. Fast forward for this device. <laughs> yes. I honestly didn't know what to think when I inboxed it. Pub- probably the first time I have ever instruct- had read instructions on a sex toy. But I swear to all that is holy... Oh I finished God. two two back-to-back O's in 20 minutes, which for me is a GD miracle. God damn, I think. Oh, okay. yeah, then went on else. to a third <laughs> while participating in the deed through some creative positioning. Oh, good job. I think I might still be a little lightheaded. I cried and then decided to write this review. <laughs> for any women, woman out there who is there suffering and has tried... Please buy this. I know it's wow. changed my life in one night and saved my marriage from the slow death of intimacy. And 682 people found this helpful. Jeez, that's a that's a oh real glowing review. I won't read another one, but this one, the title of this one is Warning, Exorcism Needed After Using This Bad Mama Jammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm yeah. hook-lined and bloody sinkered. Yeah, so <laughs> from what I understand, it... Um, it uh, simulates a um, someone giving you head, <laughs> and that's why it's so good. Is because you just kind of just all right. Sit so, back where, how did she hear about it? Well, she's a member of one of those um, women-only forums. Yeah. So, and apparently, the whole forum was just taken up by this. Just so, I don't need to do any research. I'm just going to buy this. It's fifty-six yeah. ninety-nine. I think I think that's that's the gold standard. It's like the iPhone. Like you just don't even ask questions. Just buy it. All right, I'm done. Yeah. I'm buying it today. Really? Yeah. So you've got the money ready for this? Yeah. So what was the reason that you retired the vibe though? Was it not doing the job? Or were you just kind of... Oh, no, it does the upgrade? job. It does the job. But I mean, I don't really want to go through this with you. It's a bit weird. But, okay. um, it does the job. It gets the job done. Um, well, that's all. But 
it's just the batteries, the battery. It, it's, do you know what? That bloody bastard, that mach- piece of machinery has been going on and it's, I've just noticed that it's losing a bit of its kick. It's like an old engine. It's losing a bit of its kick. It's struggling. Mm-hmm. The different switch, there's got different um, speeds and it just, I don't know, it's just losing. And it's also battery. It has to have four AA batteries. This thing is four, old yeah. school. So I'm going to get this Satisfy yeah. Pro. I'm, I'm buying it tonight. This um, is like the next level of your kind of your bourgeois upgrades. You've just, you slowly upgraded each thing. You're like, You've got you've got the fancy apartment now. You got all the plants. You got the dishwasher. You got the aircon. You know everything's coming forward. And you just say, let's take it into the bedroom. Let's upgrade the um, sex toys as That's well. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, uh, I had a bit of a um, I, I I had a weird thing this week that I decided that um I got a bit freaked out that I was a narcissist and oh I, yeah. I did a narcissist quiz. Yeah. Um, I mean, just before you go on. I will say the first thing that kind of I think of, which is why I don't think you're a narcissist, is usually narcissists have to like themselves, which uh, is not your strong suit. No, but a lot of narcissisms actually hate themselves inside and their bravado is a mask for actually hating themselves. So they need to find validation from everything outside. But you don't have any bravado. Don't I? You don't have any... You are one of the most honest and open people like i think i think um like everyone with depression there's obviously some level of self-obsession and self-involvement i think that's part of the disease but totally but i thinking about in my past because i i didn't actually think of it it didn't come out of nowhere i was reading something and and i saw some article came up um just by mistake and it was like is your partner a narcissist and I was like, oh, my God, because I think that my last relationship, I was a total narcissist. And, like, I was thinking about it and I was reading this article and I was like, oh, my God, like, just making everything about you. Like, I, I used to do that with a lot of people. Everything, I made it about me all the time. But can I say, is this, was this related to the admission that you made on social media? Is that something we can go into? Uh, yeah, we can go. Oh, yeah, I want to go into that. Yeah, yeah. I want to actually talk about that because it's a really big thing. So no, it wasn't related. It, I don't know. Maybe it was. I, see, I think it was related. So, so if we first go into the admission and then later and then further on, I'll just tell you why I think it's related. So go do the admission first. What's an admission? Say say what you said on social media. Oh, yeah, I'm two years sober this week. On Tuesday, I turned two um, and it's a big milestone for me. Um, and if you don't, have me as a friend on Facebook um I did like a big like uh two years sober um and I was kind of contemplating whether or not to do it because it's really personal and I did it and um yeah it was really nice I got I got some nice feedback and I did it the reason I did it was because I felt what's well, not like I can have a drink I can't go out for a drink and go yay I'm so bad it's like I kind of felt like I wanted to mark it in some way yeah. and I didn't I, and also, well, there was two trains of thought. One reason was because I wanted to mark it in some way for me. And one way that millennials mark things is do some, put something on Facebook. So, you know, and then the second thing is I legit, I've had every single person that, not every single person, but I've had a lot of people talk to me when they hear that I'm sober, they're really interested. And I, a few people have asked 
about it because they themselves are struggling with it. So I thought, oh, it's a really good opportunity to be really open and honest yeah. with people and to and to and to be open and honest in a way like and be like, you know what, this is my my experience with alcohol and so that it, you know, possibly other people could identify with it. Um so there were the reasons, but why do you think that they're related? Um because one thing you said to me is that um, when some people from your past liked that mm. post, you then f- felt like, oh, my, you know, friendships with them or, or my relationships with those people, they're probably now saying, oh, yeah, you know, good thing she's sober now because she was a bloody train wreck. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so now I'm wondering if you're looking back at that time and going, kind of going into a little bit of a shame spiral going like, Oh, yeah, I was completely self-involved then. Oh, no, but this self-involvement, this reflection has been, like, for years. Like, this isn't just a this week thing. Like, I feel like in my worst times I was quite self-obsessed and I would always look about what what was affecting me, how how situations and people were affecting me instead of being aware of other people. I was very self-obsessed and I think at times emotionally manipulative. Um, to what, to what extent do you think you're emotionally manipulative? What kind of things do you think? Um, maybe that's strong way, but I think emotionally manipulative, what, I don't know if I was emotionally, maybe that's the wrong way to say it. I just was, um, I think I, I was just too caught up in my own, what I needed. I was very about, I was very needy. I needed a lot of validation. And I think that that came at the detriment to other people. Like it was, I only thought about myself in certain situations and it was never my, I, I didn't ever think about what I was doing to, I don't know. It's a, it's a whole head fuck and I, it's hard to explain. Um, so did you take the, a narcissist test? Yes, yeah, so I took a narcissist test. I don't think that I am necessarily. I think everyone has narcissistic qualities, and mm. I don't think I'm necessarily fit into this boat now because I've done a lot of self work to move past it. But I think that I definitely had more qualities back then than I do now. Um, I got very low scoring. Oh really? Um, because you are right. Narcissism, like when it's actually a pathology, it's it's. Um, yeah, thinking that you deserve, you're entitled to things. Like you should, like a prime example is those people that like want to be writers or writers that are like, you know, oh, well, you know, this book is amazing and it should be published. This should be published and everyone should be, pub- I should be famous. Everyone should notice me. Um, I, you know, I'm a creative genius, that kind of thing. Mm. That grandiosity, a grandiosity mm. is a really big thing. Um, or people that I think what I related to was like in fights, like in fights with other people, like your partner or a friend, it's like always about blaming the other person. Like it's always their fault, not your fault. Like it's always, they, they need to make you look good. Yeah. I think, I, I guess one of my things where I think it turns into a pathology is, um, when, uh, the, even when someone's attention is drawn to their narcissistic tendencies that they're still unable to really make any change like it just kind of continues because it would it's so much a part of who they are as a person whereas i think 
um, people like you and me who've had periods of being probably a bit too self-involved or whatever or selfish or something, um, we are at least able to kind of adjust our behaviour. So I'd say probably that's the difference. Yeah, so these are the um, characteristics. Um, So the characteristics of narcissism. Grandiosity, sense of self-importance, so we've said that. So, more than arrogance or vanity, it's unrealistic. They believe they're unique or special and should be understood and they are too good for anything ordinary. They only want to be associated with high-status people. Lives in a fantasy world that supports their delusion of grandeur, so they think that they spin self-glorifying fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, attractiveness and ideal love. And they protect themselves, yeah. So that, so those two, I don't, I don't think I've ever had. Sense of entitlement. They consider themselves special, and they expect favorable treatment. They truly believe that whatever they want, they should get. They also expect people around them to automatically comply with their every wish and whim. Yeah. So to be honest, like, I don't really think it's that common. Like, it's because no. these are listing things that are, are quite extreme. Like, these are people who don't really have the ability to. They're kind of more close to psychopaths. They don't really have the ability yeah, to Yeah, this, this would be like the... But as I said, a lot of people have tendencies of this. Yeah. Um, frequently demeans, intimidates, bullies or belittle others. Exploits others without guilt or shame. Yeah, I mean, there's some, a few people are coming to mind, but yeah, maybe, maybe, not, as, maybe not as extreme as Needs that. constant praise and admiration. Yeah, I mean... As you go on, it is ringing a few bells. For but me? <laughs> no, 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 for other people. Oh, yeah. There's people like, yeah. Anyway, that was, but then Tristan was like, well, the fact that you're doing a quiz for yourself about if you're a narcissist is probably not a great sign. I was like, oh, shut up. <laughs> no, no, it's the opposite. Oh, is right? it? Right? It's that um, the, more, the more you worry about this shit, the, the better of a sign it is because you actually care about it. You actually care. Be, you care about being a narcissist because you want to be a good person deep down. Yeah. So the worry is actually a good thing. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah. Okay, you got to get off the. You, no, you, I'm. I what? You're too phone centric. No, I'm not phone. phone centric. I was. Oh my god, you really fucking pissed me off. I know. You're always <laughs> on your phone as well. I got my list here. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Okay, well, I want to go to my thing. Can I go to my thing? Yeah, go to your fucking thing. <laughs> Why are you pissed off now? Go on. <laughs> All right. I want to tell you about... I, I've been out and about. I've been hitting the streets. Um, I don't really... I haven't really done anything different, but I've just seen a lot of things in this neighborhood this week. Okay. And I me. just want to recount a okay, few things. Recount, recount. One of the things I saw on Friday night, and this and this kind of really disappointed me and, and was really deflating for me, is I saw a monk get off the bus, right? So, you know how they, they have the whole monk robes and the yeah, shaved yeah, head. Yeah. And uh, he got off the bus... And then he was just tapping away on his smartphone. And I was thinking, <laughs> if a monk has a smartphone, that's really the end for us. No. We're done. No, because there's different types of... He might be just Buddhist. Yeah, I don't care. No, but If you're that committed to Buddhism and you can't get rid of your fucking smartphone, then what does that say about because the hopes no, for the rest of us? But that's such a puritanical way of thinking about it. It's like... Monks are puritanical. No, that's the whole but, point. No, but some, but some people that... They don't subscribe. There's different levels of monks, I'm pretty sure. And some aren't at the bloody, um, what are they called? Communes. What are they called? 
what are they called monks go to? Oh fuck, ashram. Yeah, some shit. Wherever they are, and they and the ones that don't speak, and they and they eat like fucking dal three meals a day, whatever, and they don't have TV and all of that. That's a different echelon of. Yeah, but here's what I'm saying, right? If you're shaving your head and you're wearing the robe out in public, you got to get rid of the smartphone. So you're saying that if you're that committed to have the robe, therefore you should be. Not. Yeah, the smartphone should be the first to go if you're trying to attain okay, nirvana. Yeah, 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 I can see and, that. And um, the other thing is that these people don't realise that they're, they're role models for the rest of us. Like monks are a symbolism for me of someone who has attained a level of self-control and inner peace. If they're walking around playing bloody Candy Crush, like it, <laughs> it means... It, it is deflating for maybe me because I don't know what to... Maybe he's sending nudes. <laughs> that would <laughs> like be funny. Like robed nudes. <laughs> he's, he's just lifted up the robe enough to have his little dick creeping out. <laughs> that's actually quite a... It's <laughs> quite a good that's, image, that's isn't a, it? That's erotic. I wouldn't mind seeing a dick pic of that, to be honest. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, another thing I saw was... Um, was uh, on my street, I saw, a, I saw a meth addict getting arrested. Oh, that's cool. And um, do you know that Vietnamese, that closed down Vietnamese shop at the centre of my street? And people, no. pe- people kind of, um, because it's closed down and it has like a little bit of a shelter over the top, I think people, like homeless people just kind of stay there for a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, he was getting arrested. Um, but as I was walking past, I was like, there's something I admire about drug addicts is um, they have a very kind of, Unique sense of fashion, <laughs> yeah. you know, like he had. There's the, definitely um, a dress code. Yeah, and he had. He was the one that was like the stuck in the nineties kind of yeah, drug yeah, addict. Yeah, yeah. So he he had um he had the shorts and then the boxes over the shorts. Yep, yep. And he was very tan, very ripped, and which is kind of interesting because I don't know how these meth addicts get so ripped. Yeah, who knows? They're always ripped. Yeah, I know they but have great bodies. <laughs> this guy had a great body. I tell you what. He looks like he was at like that kind of red hot chili peppers. Kind oh of body, yeah, yeah. Where it's well, like somehow, what, yeah, he somehow fucking kept a fucking six pack throughout the all the tor- turmoil of. Yeah, I shit. love, I love how yeah, Anthony Kiedis and John Frusciante were um were on death's door in terms of like heroin addiction and um John Frusciante had to get all his teeth are fake. Yeah, because he he fucked his teeth up so much. Yeah, he crack. was fucked. And but yet somehow through that whole time. They had better bodies than I will ever have. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, this guy was like that. So he had, um, he kind of looks like a uh, like a Venice Beach kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he had like he had like all the cool tats, and he had a BMX bike, and um, I just thought that was a fun thing. Well, no, it's definitely I've definitely noticed that. There's, they're at least twenty years late on the fashion. Yeah. Uh, it's always twenty years younger than they really should. Well, not should be. I should never say they should be dressing, but they've always. They're always, you know, there's, there, I see a lot of um, uh, addicts that are like, yeah, they're in their 40s, but they're still, it's like that BMX thing I said, they're still dressing like they were 15, kind of, and the Adidas ripped, it doesn't matter when it is, I know the Adidas um, button, button up, button tracksuit pants, they've come back, but they've been, they, they never, they never let them go, they, they were there for the whole time. They've also always got the, uh, the, the Nike, Nike cap or the caps. They're really into the sportswear. I think, but I think you're getting more into the Darrow kind of scene. Oh, so this is a different one. This guy was real more more nineties. Like he was like a beach guy 
from the 90s. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so what was he getting arrested for? You don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I think the police were just giving him a hard time. He seemed like a great guy to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I saw another I saw another meth addict. Um, I mean, I assume it was meth. I was going to to um, the, the lava lounge, the esteemed lava lounge. Oh, yep. um, and uh, I went to, you know that kind of dodgy supermarket on the corner there? No, I don't Perth? know any of these places you're telling me. It's called Rise Supermarket. Okay. It's like a dodgy chain. There was a lady out the front and... I tell you what, she was a great advertisement for meth because she was she was um, not too hard on the eyes. She was a good-looking broad. <laughs> um, you could tell she was in the early stages of the meth yeah. because she was still enjoying it. You yeah. know, it wasn't it wasn't a compulsion. It was more of a recreation still. Yeah. Um, and she was just outside the supermarket and just going, fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. And I was just like, that. What do you mean? What was she knocking? She was knocking on the window of the supermarket. And I was like, that is the thing that we forget about drugs is how good they must be. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, if you think about like heroin, like everyone's talking about how it's like, you know, so serious and everything. And I guess it is. But like the, the, the stories you hear about how good it is, like they say it's like, um, like having an orgasm in your whole body. And yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that when people nod off, they don't even need to do anything. Like the, the feeling itself is so all-encompassing that it's not like when you're smoking weed and you want to play a video game or something. Like, you don't, you just nod off when you're on heroin. Yeah, I actually came across an article the other day, which is very funny you brought this up. This guy wrote um, this, it was from a chapter of his book, I think. I think he published it. He's an unknown author, but it was really good. It was about the first time he tried heroin. And the way that he described it was so, like, awesome, like... The way, like the detail, he just, I really felt what he was feeling. Like he just described yeah. it so well. Um, but it, 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 it's so fucked because, yeah, it's so good that there's, you, it's really hard to get off it. So he was on it. He, he first tried it, he was 17 and he didn't get off it till he was 35. Oh so, God. like, if you try, like, most of the, t- like, not most, I don't know what the stats are. I'm sure there are a lot of people that have tried it and they don't get addicted, but a lot of people that you, it's so good that you can only think about your br- the way our brain is wired as human beings. It's very hard to do something that that's good that good and not want to do it again. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing because the actual chemical addiction to heroin, as opposed to things like crack and meth, I think heroin it takes about a month of doing it mm. to have a physical dependence. But people don't really talk about the other things. Like that's why I think you should just never do drugs that hard. Because with heroin, I reckon it's so good that nothing in your life is ever going to live up to that feeling. Mm. So you either have to just compartmentalize it and just completely not think about it anymore, or you're just going to be fixated on, on the whole time. And that's why people keep doing it till they do get addicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just probably best. Well, it's not probably. It is best. I know that for a fact that if I tried either or any of those hard drugs, I would be done and dusted. Yeah, you got to stay away. I would be six feet under, mate. But um, yeah. Thank God. Let's have a little gratitude to, for not being to not getting down the, going down that road because it, it is hard to not f- like to not fall into those traps. Yeah, I'm happy that I because I you know well I think we both have addictive tendencies, so it's good that we kind of we f- so far have got away. We dodged a Well, I'm in the middle of a shame spiral. Yeah. Um, 
my house is infested with cockroaches and I'm very upset about it. It's, I don't know what it is. I've been ignoring it for, 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 mu- for a few, well, yeah, I'd say a few months I've been ignoring it. Um, we bought some trap, not traps, but those little things that you put down and they like chemicalize, like they ca- they, they're meant to, to attract the, the cockroach and then the cockroach goes back, like it gets poisoned. So they didn't really do anything. So then t- today, but then the other day I turned on the light at night because I wanted to get some water and I turned on the light and there was like literally 10 cockroaches like on the floor. And I was like, I, I didn't realise that it was that bad. And I, I had a full-on anxiety attack. I was like, oh, my God, like, my whole house is infested. This is disgusting. Like, what am I going to do? And I had this spiral of, like, I'm not clean enough. We're not we're not cleaning enough. The floor's dirt, dirty. What am I – I'm a cracky. Like, you know, I just felt like I lived in a crack house. And um, anyway, I – this morning I cra- – basically I cracked. Yesterday I completely cracked. Yeah. Um, I just was like, you know, I'm going to do so. I, I absolutely cleaned the whole house. I went ape shit. Um, and I I just scrubbed everything. And then I went and bought these two, those, those, you, you do the home fumigation. So I did a home fumigation. Yeah, um, I never those, tried Those that. cans. And you like press the thing and then you leave the house for two hours. So it's just like a bomb. It's a bomb. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did that um, and it pretty much the whole house when we got home because Ben and I, we went to f- a family breakfast this morning, um, we got home and the whole place was like hazed. Yeah, it was really dangerous. Yeah, um, and Ben like freaked out. Um, and then I found one outside trying to escape and I just killed it. Tristan's been killing them with his bare hands. Well, I think we need to, to go into a bit more detail because you didn't just kill it. You went outside while I was setting up the podcast equipment and you were just watching it die. And there was some kind of weird satisfaction to it. You were like, oh, yeah, he's already sick. And then you picked him up with a stick and just watched him, like, do those weird spasms as he died. And you took the stick to me and Tristan and show you, like, look at it. It's dead. Yeah, there's something going on. Um, like, it's not It's not probably the most rational response. To it's not cockroach. rational. It's not rational indeed. Um Look, I've lost the plot. I think cockroaches and infestations are representative of my anxiety overall. And I think that eradicating them is eradicating parts of myself that I find disgusting. I yeah. think that's what it is. And, and I think we've gone into this before that it's like it's there is this weird kind of like uh, subconscious thing about it that it's like – like you said, like you – it kind of – you – Impose on the cockroaches all your mental illness, basically. Yeah. So you were like saying, oh, it means we don't clean enough. Yeah. And it's like, no, this could happen to anyone and probably in this neighbourhood has happened to everyone. No, like, I, no I don't know because I – look, I'm not the clean – I'm not going to – I'm not a me- – I, I would say that no one – I don't think anyone would walk into this house and go, it's dirty, but I'm not the cleanest person. you got to you got to let it go because what you're doing right now is victim blaming. <laughs> and you, and you guys, they they can be attracted to anything because they're so they're so good at living off so little that all they need is just a little sniff of food and they will they will move but in their whole family. There's something so unsettling about them. There's something so unsettling, and this is the way the way that I'm talking about them is the way um, people talk about immigrants coming into Australia. 
that's what's sick about it. Well, is the way that I'm talking about them is the way that people talk about um, asylum seekers. But people, but we've we've talked about this before. Is that that that's the way people talk about immigrants? They talk about them the same way as if they're like it, it's an infestation and they're taking over and they're hiding out, you know, hiding in plain sight, and they're going to bring all their diseases. And, and it's fear. Like they're under the the, the fa- Do you know what I said to Tristan last night? I had a huge thing. I said, I don't like. That they are living, they've decided to live under that washing, that dishwashing thing. They've decided to camp out there, and I don't like that they're living here for free. I don't like that they're dining on our food. Mm. I don't like the fact that they are sneaky and they're hiding under there, and that when I go to sleep at night, this place is their playground. I don't like that. Well, this is a great opportunity to bring back one of my favourite segments called Words of Wisdom, <laughs> because you know we've we've talked about Buddhism earlier in the pod. And I want to bring in some kind of Buddhist ideas here to help you with this. Okay. In fact, this would be a great business for me is just go to people's house and kind of like a feng shui person, just give them some Buddhist okay, advice. Okay, come on. So what you are experiencing right now is you have anxiety about the fragility of existence and you have anxiety about losing your attachment to your possessions and to, to your ownership over the household. And what I'd like to say to you is, we're all visitors here on Earth. Oh, fuck off. We're not here to stay. We're just visiting. That's actually quite for cool. Our, for That's our, good. you know, 70 years or under, whatever it is. And we can't really own anything. I mean, we're living right here on land that was stolen from someone else. True. And those people 40,000 years ago were immigrants as well. True. So... Look, I, I got to say, I think these cockroaches have as much right to this land as you do. And I think you've just got to realise that um, everything in this life is transient. Everything is fragile. And that um, you might need to get rid of the cockroaches because it's a health risk. But you also have to accept that one day they might come back. No, I don't want to. I think that was a very good advice. Very nice. Very philosophical. Um, but my fear of lack of control is is freaking the freaking me out but here's the thing here's the thing that's so important and i want everyone to embrace this message we don't have control you didn't have control when there wasn't cockroach one in your house you've never had control okay okay (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's leave it there guys um we're gonna love you and leave you yeah it's uh sunday and uh, we hope you had a good week. We hope you have an even better week next week. Do we have any more wisdom? We probably whizzed it up, haven't we? No, we whizzed up. We whizzed it um, up. So if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, uh, it helps people find us and it's going to give us serotonin. Um, and we haven't had one for a while. So, yeah, if you enjoy, if you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it. Throw a dog a bone. Yeah, throw a dog a bloody bone, mate. Send us an email with your resentments. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye.